Folks, welcome back to yet another Freaky Listener Story episode. We've got some exciting stories for you. And before we get into that, I would like to remind all of our listeners that the Hazy Dell Press Kickstarter campaign is still going for another week or two. The time is running out, folks. Get in there, support those guys. They're making some seriously awesome stuff. The plushies look amazing. If you get in early, get access to enamel pins, you get access to stickers, the whole nine for supporting a small business that honestly makes some of the single greatest children's books of our lifetime. And I know that I exaggerate a lot on this podcast, but I am not exaggerating now. Be sure to check out the show notes for this episode to get a link to that Kickstarter campaign. Go support them, guys. Honestly, it is worth it. The plushies look amazing. The company's amazing. And it is a solid decision that you will make with your life. And I can almost guarantee that you don't make too many of those because if you're listening to this show, well, that explains it. Anyway, do not have an intro story to get into this. Wait, I wanted to say something. Here we go. Here we go, folks. Christian wanted to say something. Make sure you head over to Hazy Dell Press on Twitter and tell them we sent you. If, that'll, that'll help us a lot, too. If you go back in time to when Twitter existed. I still call know. it Twitter. I know. Well, it's X. and Twitter slash X. You're yep. right. You are correct. You are correct. Wow. Throwback. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Or find them on Instagram. That's We chat with them a little bit. We engage with them all the time. Like I said, I am a big fan of their books, and that's the only reason that we're doing this as well is that we don't push things that we're not passionate about ourselves. My son loves the books. My son is undoubtedly going to love the plushies. It's a match made in paranormal heaven. Go get yours. Anyway, it's a good way to get over your children's fear of things that go bump in the night. Sure. Yeah, that works as well. And with all that being said, guys, we will see you on the inside as per usual for freaky listeners. Volume six. You are now entering the realm of the Freaky Deaky, an unsuspecting stop at the crossroads of fantasy and reality, where the frayed edges of make-believe seep into this cookie-cutter, white-picket world you've been led to believe is far from extraordinary. What you're about to hear are true stories. Alleged true stories. Christian, just... Okay. Tales of the strange and inexplicable thought only to exist in film and folklore. Although difficult to accept, we do not know everything about this reality, about time or space, what lies beneath the ocean's depths. And try though we might, the unchanging truth remains. There are some things we legitimately cannot explain logically. Freaky listener stories, volume six. I was like, wait, do we have some freaky, we do have some freaky listeners, but this isn't about them. Uh, I see you over there. Folks, welcome back to the show. Review it, damn it. Sorry. That, all right, I just got calmed down. I got a little too heated, a little too early there. Uh, if, you, if you're a fan of the show, rate it five stars wherever you're listening. Honestly, it helps us grow. It is what pushes us past those pesky algorithms. And if you want more of the freaky deaky, that's kind of the way to do it, you know? 
we need your help. And we, we don't have big egos. Well, I don't. Uh, I do. Yeah, Christian does. It's okay to ask for help sometimes. And we need your help. Get us past those numbers. You know, we are being silenced on Spotify because they do not put our shit out because of the name. I can almost guarantee it. And when I talk to them, they say, oh, no, it's because you guys don't have the numbers. And then I find a podcast that has five listeners and two reviews and they have suggested shows on their page. And I'm like, well, I know I've got more than that. And so I've got a personal vendetta with Spotify, even though I do love the platform and I use it daily. Hey, Spotify, listen up. You know, that's how we get all our music at work. Yeah. Spotify. So guys, honestly, go rate the show five stars. It honestly does help us grow it out and it helps us stick it to Spotify for not believing in our spooky ghost stories. All right. With that being said, follow us on Instagram, social medias, wherever at Freaky Deaky Pod. Subscribe on YouTube. We have some fun stuff in the works. I know I say that all the time, but this time I mean it. And also we're building out a new website. And by we, I mean me. And by me, I mean, hopefully it's done within a couple weeks. And you guys can look at that. We've had a very generic, shitty website for the longest time because I took literally 30 minutes to design it. And now that I'm trying to get a portfolio going again, I'm like, hey, great time for me to add to the portfolio by spicing up our podcast website, making it look sexy. And guess what? I did. And it's looking amazing. And I don't know if it's going to be done by the time this comes out. But if not, then it's okay. You're not missing out too much, I guess. Just a really beautiful website. Yeah. Subscribe on YouTube. I already said that, right? I... I think so. I think so. It's fine. Let's get into this first story, huh? I love these listener story episodes. Guys, honestly, if you have experiences of your own and you want to be in volume seven of Freaky Listener Stories, you're going to want to send that to the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. And you're going to want to tell us how amazing we are in the first paragraph because that makes sure you get included. Just kidding. Just kidding. You can tell us we're ugly. It's fine. I I like the amazing part. Hmm. Yeah. Please don't tell me I'm ugly. Yeah. And now you have to. We're already on the internet. That is true. And people say we hear enough. that already. We hear it enough. We have faces for radio. It's been said. And that's fine, honestly. But this first story comes to us from one of our dear listeners of the show, T-Money O'Houlihan. And it's called Mimics and the Lights. She says, during the summer of 2013, I moved into a big house being rented by a couple of punk rock guys. This nice. house was nice. This house was actually my childhood home. However, upon myself and four siblings growing up and my parents falling on hard times, they had sold it a few years prior. The house was in the woods in a small rural, hate that word, and I think you know that, but you sent it anyway, and that's fine, honestly. You did, you did well. Yeah, you understood the assignment. It's a small rural town in Western Massachusetts. My father built it and it had six bedrooms. I claimed my former childhood bedroom, which was at one end of the house, and the lead punk rocker had the master bedroom, which was huge with an art studio attached. That sounds dope. Then there were a couple more guys in the rooms in between. Growing up there, I and my siblings had experienced some strange things, but that's another story. So the kooky happening started out small. One day, no one was home and my sister came into the house to get something I had left for her. I was at work, and as she walked upstairs to my room, she heard my voice very clearly calling out, Poodle! Poodle! Poodle was a nickname I had given her as a kid due to the resemblance of her hair to that particular canine. I was literally the only person who called her that, and she said the voice was absolutely identical to my own. Then there were the lights. We would all be outside in the evenings, and nearly every night, we would see these different colored lights rise up from the surrounding mountains and do things that no airplane or helicopter. Her- her- wow, Scott, pull your head out of your ass, dude. It's a helicopter. 
that no airplane or helicopter has any business doing, but as time passed, they started getting closer, orbs of different colors, and I would have my cousins over, my sister, the guys who lived there witnessed them, and one night, my cat even chased one up a tree. Curious about what was behind those mountains, my sister and I went on Google Earth. Oddly enough, the entire area was blocked off. Google Earth would not let us see miles and miles of woods in this town. My sister once saw a ton of military vehicles driving through town. They stopped at one or two of the convenience stores, as did my sister, and she asked what they were doing. Drills was the only answer she got. The night things came to a creepy ass peak. Myself, my sister, and maybe one of the guys were outside just enjoying the stars in a beautiful warm evening. Suddenly a cold and purplish fog rolled in. This would happen occasionally, especially before seeing the weird lights. Or after Christian lights a fat ass joint, am I right? Just kidding, it's fine. But this time, it was literally surrounding us. It was late, maybe 11 or 12 at night, and we were seeing orbs like crazy. Then we began to hear our cousins, who lived a quarter mile away and had a gator, one of those off-road vehicles that they would drive through a path in the woods that went from our house to theirs. We heard them yelling, we heard them riding the gator, but we were thinking how weird it was that they were up so late. They were kids at the time, in high school and younger. Then we saw the headlights of the gator at the bottom of the driveway and we hear our cousins yelling to us. So we started walking down, the lights seemed to grow really bright, and as we walked we realized it seemed like we were not getting closer to the lights. The lights then became one light, very bright, and the sounds of the motor and our cousins' voices stopped. Everything was silent. We looked at each other and turned around and booked our asses back up that driveway. I remember looking at our phones and it seemed like hours and hours had gone by without us even realizing. It was like 3 a.m. The following day, we were talking to our mom, telling her how the cousins were out whooping it up all night last night, and she gave us a weird look and said, uh, guys, they are on vacation. They have not been home. My sister and I just looked at each other and didn't say a word. So much more weird shit happened while we were living at that house, especially after we found out that the guy who owned it wasn't paying the mortgage and the bank was repossessing it. Everyone moved out aside from me. I stayed the entire winter. And it was a very, very creepy winter. So I'll send you chapter two soon. Love what you guys do. You have kept me entertained and calm during the most difficult couple years of my life. Thank you. And as a follow-up, I actually reached out to T-Money to ask uh, some follow-up questions regarding her experiences because I was genuinely curious to get her thoughts about what she experienced. I asked her um, what the theory on the lights and the purple fog was. I asked her what she thought about the military presence and the Google Earth blackout, as well as the gator and the voices, and this is what she responded. She said, so glad to hear back from you. Scott, you're clearly an amazing host and Christian's the worst. That's weird. You don't have to put that in there. That's just plain rude. Yeah, very rude. Um, okay, so when I first began experiencing the lights, they were far off, generally speaking. They would come up over the surrounding hills nearly every evening, and I began to bring my sister, my cousins, my friends, and especially the guys who also lived in the house, because it was almost a nightly occurrence. So naturally, I'm thinking UFOs, until they started getting far too close to be some random object in the sky. When the purplish fog would come, it always got cold. Despite it being the middle of summer, it would bring the temperature down a decent amount. Once the lights started getting close, like my cat chasing one up a smallish tree, it seemed like they had more sentience than a random flying object. My ex was a photographer and we were doing a photo shoot one night and there is one photo of me and I'm so sad I can't find it. I believe it's in a Google account I was locked out of and unlike the other photos in the reel, 
I am surrounded by hundreds of orbs. This was inside the house, but I grew up in that house, like I said, and despite us kids having random, freaky, paranormal happenings once in a while, it was a million times, it was a million times that when I moved back there that summer. As far as the voices that mimicked myself, my cousins, and the noise of the gator, I have no idea. Something ultra-dimensional, I think, but as far as we would walk to try to reach the lights of the gator, it seemed we never got any closer. Now, as far as the block on Google Earth and the military presence, I would lean more towards it being a result of the strange activity and not a cause of it. I have not tried to go on Google Earth lately, but the last time I did, a few years ago, I think most of the area was no longer blocked. That's really interesting. Also, my sister and I did experience a few things after I moved out, as my brother still lives in that area, and our nieces and nephews would talk about weird things happening, but my brother is ultra-conservative and would never speak about anything like that openly. Anyway, in my opinion, at this point in time, at this particular place in western Massachusetts, there was some weird shit going on and the government caught wind of it. Oh yeah, I will also say that one night I was alone in the house, it was late, I was reading in my room, I had been getting far too interested in this freaky shit for my own good, I looked up and in my bedroom doorway there was a tall, translucent, humanoid figure made of light. I looked at it and said, look man, whatever you are, I'm super interested in it, but I'm not ready for this. And respectfully, the being faded back into the darkness of the hallway, and I did not go to sleep that night. I wish I had more insight on this, but I have no earthly idea. Oh, one more thing. To my north, about a 20-minute drive, is the famous Bennington Triangle of Vermont. To my east, a couple hours drive, is the Bridgewater Triangle. The northeast part of, of the country is a strange place. Of course, so is pretty much everywhere else. Thank you so much for everything you guys do. Seriously, I mean it sincerely that your pod has been getting me through some difficult times and i must say i think it gets better every single episode same podcast been getting me through some difficult time there you go i feel it much love stay freaky may beans be with you and all that stuff your freaky friend and fan for life t money ohulahan appreciate that i'm glad we got the the region too because yeah i was like where is this i was fascinated reading this story mainly Military presence always gets me. When weird shit goes on, military presence, and it just happens to block out Google Earth in that time. Which means whatever that whatever's in that area was at one point secret, mm-hmm. and now it's not so secret. And now it's been eliminated. Or it's just not a big deal anymore. It's like, yeah, like, ah, it's just swamp gas. <laughs> Is that the, that's the go-to for most of these people. I have a question for you. Yes. So let, let's say especially now that we know the region of the country that this is in. Come at me, bro. What if, say, the military did something similar to what, like, the Christian church did back in the beginning and would build their complexes on areas that maybe were sacred or powerful, say, to Native Americans? Vortexes, that type of stuff. Yeah, and they would put their their secret installations there and do whatever they do, but maybe based on, you know, some kind of power that the government or maybe the elite feed into or, or think of, or think is real, Mm. you know, like how they do their, their ceremonies, you know, for everything from the head of a company to the president of the United States, there's certain ceremonies they do. And a lot of people will say that that's based on like power dynamics or Mm. gaining power. Maybe that's the same thing our military has done throughout the country, finding these, these 
supposed powerful places and mm. putting an installation there yeah. to do their research and whatever it is. I think it would make sense for, cause I've heard multiple stories of like hot spots or anything like that, like vortices or any of that stuff where creepy shit happens. And it's not just like one thing, the military rolls up or instantly gets bought out or the people get pushed out. And it's like, nope, this is U.S. government territory now. And so it makes sense. Like, obviously, if if you want to research something, you're going to be like, well, this is our land. We took it. Yeah. Uh, I think we could have gone without the degradation of the Christian name at the beginning of that. <laughs> Who but did that? I believe that was you. Christian. No, it, that is a historical fact. In the beginning, they, there would be pagan sites First or, of all. or previous religions, religious sites. Sure. And the best thing to do at that time was just to put your church there because people were going there to worship anyway. So, and but also did, it takes out the so, so-called evil religion a little bit. It's just the way that it worked back then. And it wasn't just Christianity. It oh, happened know, with all the religions. That, but that's what you said, wasn't it? Well, because... Yeah. Because that's what you do. Christian. Because they were the most successful at it. Wow. They were... When you yeah. look at their church, their ancient churches, there was something there before that in almost every case. Sure. And, you know, and in some, it would later happen in... With Islam. Sure. You know, there there's a place in Israel that used to be more of a Jewish site, but now Plastic. it's, now it's in a, a Muslim area and it's, any, it's a Muslim site. Any more buzzwords you want to add to this? Or are we good? Um, wow. <laughs> kind of have to beep that one out just in case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that's a fascinating story. I think, and it does, I don't know. I'm curious about it just because the wide variety of things that happened. It wasn't just orbs. It wasn't just lights. It wasn't just, it was like everything. It was the mimics. It was the voices. It was the, the weird translucent. I like that doorway one. spirit, which reminded me, like, I think T money and myself have very similar personalities. It feels like, because I had an almost exact reaction when I saw in the reflection of my microwave, that gigantic shadow person is mm -hmm. I was sitting there, my food was cooking. And as soon as it stopped, you know, the face of the microwave went black again. And I see that reflection. And I remember just staring at it and going, look, man, I'm hungry. That's it. I don't want any trouble. I'm just going to take my food. I'm going to run as fast as I can in my bedroom. And I appreciate it if you stay here. I just want to let all our listeners know that if I ever have an experience like that, I'm going to look at that light person or shadow person, whatever it may be. And, and you're going to say, take me with you. No, I'm going to pat my bed and I'm like, come over and let's talk. Wow. And I will... Send, send your message out to our listeners. We will, you will tell me where you're from and we'll have an awesome podcast based on our conversation. Yeah. And he's going to be like, yeah, it sounds like a lot of work and you seem kind of like an energy vampire and seeing as how I am energy, I'm going to hit the bricks. I would think that they're like, finally, somebody wants to talk to me. Mm, probably not. But who's to say, honestly, we haven't pierced that, that veil just yet. You know, we can't say for sure, but honestly, uh, thank you for sending those in and we are anxiously waiting for part two, by the way. We, we need that tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, which will be about three weeks from when. It's fine, guys. I you, think they understand what tomorrow you is. You don't, you don't have to add the rest of the stuff in it. I am known for, if anything, mansplaining my way out of every situation. And that's fine because that's what I do. And you guys are here. And so you tolerate it. And that's the way things go. But that's not what we're here for. We're here for freaky listener stories. Damn it. Review the show, you ass. No, it's fine. It's fine. Uh, this next one is from Robin, and it's called The Waking Walkin'. Also, Robin has some killer dreams that are going to be in Volume 3, the conclusion of the dream series, which is coming out later this summer. But Nice. So, in the meantime, Robin, take a seat in a freaky listener's... How do you do? Anyway, for the sake of transparency, I've shared this story with other podcasts. How dare you? 
I have only heard it told on one other one in 2022. Their response was, quote, weird. And then they jumped to another topic. Wow. They sound like assholes. And obviously you've made better podcast choices since. I agree. Look, I come pretty hard at fellow podcasters. All right. I really only like like two or three podcasts in our genre. And I despise almost everything else. So anything I say about that, take it with a grain of salt or as absolute gospel, the choice is yours. Honestly, I didn't start sharing this story outside my family and close friends until a couple years ago when I started listening to paranormal podcasts and realizing it was possible maybe someone else had a similar experience. I have talked to a couple people who had experiences that shared one similarity or another, but nothing exactly like mine. At first, I was hoping to maybe find answers or connections. Now I just accept it is what it is. This experience starts with me waking up from a nap. Prior to waking, I dreamt of flashes of scenes that I can only say were memories. Upon waking, I couldn't remember who I was or where I was. I wondered these things to myself when a group of shadow people appeared before me. I call them shadow people because they were beings who seemed shrouded in shadow. That's the best way I can describe it, but I wasn't afraid of them. I was very comfortable with them, so I can't say they were shadow people in the scary way we, that we know shadow people. Did I say shadow people? I don't know what you said. In the scary way that we know shadow people. So this group of beans, classic, see what ah, I did there? Ha, ha, ha. They tell me my name. They tell me I'm at home. I get out of my bed and look out my bedroom door and see a little girl. I ask them who that was and they tell me my sister. I then walk up to my sister and ask her if she woke up that morning not remembering who she was. She told me I was weird and ran off, classic. The group of shadow people, still being with me, tell me not to say anything. They tell me, quote, not yet. As in, I could tell people one day, I just say okay and run off to play with my sister. When I was about 10 or 11, I learned of walk-in spirits from the popular Sylvia Brown. She explained that a walk-in spirit was a soul that enters a body that is older. This means that the original soul exits the body. I remember watching the TV and thinking, that's me. In my late teens, I told my mom my experience and about walk-ins. This just made her sad and she thought I wasn't her child. I don't know what the explanation is, hence why I've considered hypnotic regression. I think I'm just at this place of wherever we come from, we'll always go back. For now, I've chosen this life, so I'm going to live it the best I can. I hope you don't find my story too crazy. I really appreciate being given the space to tell it. I also really appreciate the bit of faith you bring to the podcast without being too religious. I think Christian can be a bit too skeptical at times, but he fumbles on his words like a resident drunkard, so I think it's worth keeping him around. Thanks for all you guys do. So Weird. you didn't have to add anything to that one. It was Weird. word for word. Weird. <laughs> oh, and now we're moving on. No. Yeah, we are after the last <laughs> little bit about me. Yeah, well, it's accurate, and that's what we love here is accuracy, but that's beside the point that is a wild story yes. and like I, I responded i was like look number one i'm not here to tell anyone they're crazy uh i don't even the do world that. is crazy are you kidding me the, nobody understands anything that happens in this world everything we're, is nuts we're all crazy exactly and this is the place to tell if you want to consider even consider that crazy stories but this one is great 
because I've wanted a walk-in story for a long time. And it's actually an episode that we've teased about doing for what years at this point that we should probably get to because I am fascinated by them. And there's been a few stories that we've heard where I'm like, that sounds like it could have been a walk-in type situation. But to actually have someone send in a story that is similar like that is uh, pretty wild. What do you think about those, those shadow people, dude? The- I think it's fascinating they mentioned that it's not time to talk about it. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. What does that mean? Exactly. Right. It's mysterious. Nobody knows. Okay. I'm going to ask a question here and it is not a dig at religion. Come at me, bro. Here comes the dig at religion, everyone. Buckle up. I mean, let's assume these type of things, shadow people or whatever, Hmm. has been around since humans have been around. The dawn of time. Pretty much. Maybe not quite the dawn of time, but the dawn of human time. Pre-time. Gotcha. Yeah. And I guess they could have been here before that. It's irrelevant at this point. We can continue. Yeah. Either way, what if, because it's in certain sex, sect, S-E-C-T. I understood S- it, but you elaborated further and now it, you made it awkward. It, yeah, it was weird. Either way, but certain groups of people and certain forms of belief amongst religious people, and I'll, I'll say Christians for this country, but in other countries, you know, some of this stuff like, in Islam, some of this stuff is just basically evil to talk about. Hmm. Um, Even in this country, there's a lot of stuff that is basically evil to talk about. But some of the stuff we made, we have made evil over the years. Hmm. When you kind of look at it, you're like, is a shadow person necessarily evil if they exist? Is my boyfriend a demon? I mean, these are the questions. Yeah. Right. So we make some of these things evil and scary when maybe like in this case, it's possible to communicate with. It was like a guiding yeah, something mm. from another dimension, whatever, whatever they are, sure. whether they're spiritual, whatever. But because we've made it so scary and um, evil to deal with these types of entities, maybe mm. we, we're missing out on something. And that's what they mean by not yet. Perhaps. I don't. Where was the dig at religion? There was, I was trying to tell you there wasn't a dig, but anytime I, I say religion or Christianity, you think I'm digging. I don't in. get triggered by it, man. I get, I get triggered by your constant tear. Like there's subtle teardowns. It's like when you're in an I abusive relationship and you just like slowly pick apart what this person's doing over and over again. And you're like, Hey, uh, by the way, this is me, man. But well, no, okay. it's, it, I'm not triggered by it. I just like to set the record straight. Yeah, if, if I may. I'm not ever trying to dig at religion. Yeah. He actually but, digs religion, but. Mm, yes, of course. Church magic. Yeah. I might dig at some of the people that have sure. we, and led we're all, we're all these groups. With it, yeah. The, the so Jolos, teams, it's more folks. of a people thing and less of a religion thing. So, I'll, yeah. And I'm um, sure I'll explain it again because it, it always comes up that I'm digging a religion. I just have questions about certain things. And yeah. it makes me wonder if we're missing out on a connection with something else because of some of the rules in yeah. the diff- various religions. Well, we probably are to an extent, but that's but also, that's part of life at the same time. You know, like we're never going to have all the answers. And you mentioned things being turned into evil, right? Like we put this connotation on it, like, oh, this is evil. But in reality, evil is something that you sense. It's not something like, and you can say it's just that like it's the unknown and you're going to be scared of the unknown or whatever. And that could be true, but it's also tangible. There's something very tangible. Anyone that has had an encounter with something evil feels it there's a thickness in the air before they even see it but most of the encounters we talk about aren't really evil sure no yeah we talk about weird shit we don't it's not necessarily exclusively evil except for the mini series that we uh put together regarding those like weech sessions and whatnot and all that stuff but still in, not, still in not ge- evil 
it's well that's where you're wrong 100 percent. but that's beside the point i don't even claim to know what the hell these things are like i don't know what these particular beings were i know i've had situations where i wake up and i see something hovering over you know china in bed or or something like that or like talking and it's just a fragment of a conversation i'm like what the fuck was that i mean i hear fragments of conversations at times but most of the time i'm like that's just my brain yeah but do you visualize it as well i mean i don't know that's where it gets creepy I don't know if I visualize yeah. things like that. I don't think I think quite like that, but I'm I'm as someone that's had a lot of odd experiences in my life, there's been times, few and far between, where I'm not terrified of what I'm saying. And that's because it's a sense. It's literally something that is telling me, Hey, I'm not bad. I'm not here to hurt you. I'm not anything like that. But there has been times where I see something or hear something and there is just, a, again, a tangible factor to it that you can't really, there's nothing that you can quantify with it. You can't say this is the exact thing that's happening to me because it's, there's nothing to it. You don't know, but it is a feeling. It's a sense there that you just pick up on even before you experience it. You can feel something is happening before you see it. And that's what I think evil is is that it's just tangible and there's no way to explain to someone who's never experienced it, but it is what it is. You know, like that, that's all I can say. I've only experienced that when dealing with other people. People. And yeah, that's, it's a tangible thing with that too, though. Right. Like where it's almost like you just feel sickly almost like this is weird and uncomfortable yeah. and it's your body telling you this shouldn't be happening. <laughs> this isn't right. Get away from this. Or as some will say our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, but I'm not here to push religion on anyone. It's fine. Mm, yes, of course. Church magic with that and uh, robin thank you again for saying that i love that story so much me too and it's not just weird i didn't like the ending though i love that was actually my favorite part if you can believe it but this next one comes to us from and it's called the ufo of palmer alaska and google if you're wondering that's called a long tail keyword my friend so pick it up and give us some local listeners damn it i'm really really enthusiastic this episode i'm finding you are We've never recorded it this time before. Now, this might be the, the peak hour for us is noon, noon, right after I get my son down for a 10 minute nap. I'm not mad about it. Anyway, uh, you're familiar with, I am familiar. Yeah. She's from Egypt. Okay. Not, not the, for the story, but, and I used to watch a TV show back in the, when I was a kid. Nah, this feels like it's going that had a, its main superhero. Wow. I feel so great with that. Anyway. This is my story and I'm sticking to it. This happened long, long ago in a galaxy, no, I'm just kidding. About 31 years ago, this story was only recently ever spoken aloud. We've kept this to ourselves out of, I guess, fear and judgment. Hey, that happens. This story happened in Palmer, Alaska near Palmer High School. I lived in a subdivision across the street. I was a pregnant 17 year old and this event terrified me to the point we didn't speak of it until a couple days ago. Damn, that is a long time. One late night myself, Baby daddy and a third person I can't remember were driving home, going up the big hill from Palmer when we approached the neighborhood on the left, and there, hovering above a house, was an honest-to-God, unidentified flying object. I remember lots of lights, and it literally terrified us to the point none of us ever spoke of it. All I remember is huge bright lights. No words were said at all, just silence and the beating of our hearts. In my mind, if we spoke, it made it real. Questions in my head, like... Did it see us? Is it coming after us? What about my baby? Please don't anally probe us or take my baby. It's interesting the order that came in. I was about to say the exact same <laughs> thing. I'm like, the priorities here seem more <laughs> butt related than anything, but it's fine. We sped home terrified of speaking of this to anyone. I work dealing drugs legally with Christian. 
And when Christian asked me to write this story, I called my son's father and confirmed that it happened. Until this moment of confirmation, I had convinced myself maybe it was just my imagination. And it was just my mind. Now I will is, tell you, I am more. Is, is it bad that that song popped into my? I was like, what song? Anytime that phrase is out, it, it instantly hits play, and I'm like, okay. Here also, we go. a terrible song. It's not that bad of a song, Christian. It's so terrible. You listen to weird shit, so that's understandable. And I if agree. Anything, a pro that you don't like it. Anyway, now I will tell you I am more akin to the way Christian thinks. Oh, so you like being wrong about everything? That's a weird way to live your life. But I mean, to each his own, you know? I am a skeptic. I need explanations, but I saw a UFO. Christian asked me if I lost time, and I can say I don't think so, but I have never been more terrified in my life, and I am old. Just goes to show that even skeptics can have real life unexplained events in their life. Please do not use my real name, as I know a lot of people in the valley. Just call me and Christian will know who it is. If that is inappropriate, blame Christian because he told me, LOL, 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 You guys are awesome. Signed, the t And I probably have to bleep that out for YouTube reasons, but it's fine. And I have to bleep out your real name because I used it like thrice already. And apologies for that. But thank you for saying that story in. It's a fascinating story. Well, Christian, let's put your skeptic shoes on for a moment. Oh, wait, you've had them on forever. But it was a military plane. That's what you're thinking? No, I have no clue. But there, yeah. but if, there are military planes. If I go back in time a little bit and try to gauge when this was, I'm pretty sure it's around the same time as a major UFO sighting around Anchorage that we've talked about in one of our previous episodes a couple years ago. Yeah, it's about a decade late for that, isn't it? Mm -hmm. 31 years. It's 2024. That happened in the late 80s, yeah? Yeah, what's 31 years? What's 30 years ago? 90. It's it's pretty close to the same time. It's pretty close. To oh, I guess it would. Yeah, I was like thinking decade. Late it, 80s is practically the 90s. It's pretty wow. close to the time we've actually heard of a lot of Weird sightings shit, yeah. and stuff like that going on in Alaska. Hmm. What year was the uh, Japanese Airlines? That was around the same within this probably the same decade. I thought that was the one we were talking about. No, I was talking about this one, which is surprising because you usually remember every episode we've done, but we mm -hmm. talked about some a sighting by some people in Anchorage. That was a short for TikTok. Okay. Hmm. I don't know. That wasn't an episode, Christian. That was 60 seconds we've long. We've talked about it either way. But anyway, back to that. It's mm -hmm. around the same time period when there was a lot of activity yeah. reported in the area, in the state. Maybe it's connected. Perhaps. You know, maybe it's something else. I don't know what to tell you. It was terrifying to her. Yeah. And as is expected. I don't know. Again, I guess how close it would. I'd be scared. I don't know if I'd be terrified. I'd be really curious. It's a fine line between the two, if I'm not mistaken. But sure. Yeah. And now that we do the podcast, because of the, the stance I take, I feel like I would have to do my best to get more to information. It. Yeah. You'd be like, it's. I have to do this. Don't Travis Walton me. Yeah. Please or don't. Or Travis Walton me. For the podcast, obviously. Okay, but let me have my phone so I can take some pictures up there. Yeah, you, you just peace signing it with UFOs. Like, hey, what's this about, huh? Yeah. The Greys, they're dope. Stay away from the reptilians, though. Stay away from the tweens. The Zeta Reticulis. I don't know what they're called, but there's some evil ones out there. Lizard people is what the fine folk call them, but that's fine. Folk. Anyway, uh, I don't know why she wants us to bleep her name out. We have like eight local listeners and everyone else is she's been out across in, the world. She's been in Alaska a good por portion of her life. And when you're here for a long time, you know everybody. If you know all eight of our listeners, I'll give you a t-shirt. We have more than eight. Locally, I'm not sure we do. Mm -hmm. 
I haven't, I don't check the stats on the locals too often, but I want, I want us to not be able to go to the gas station without someone telling us a ghost story, Christian. That's what I'm aiming for in this life is I want to be the guy that is known as the weird guy that people like to talk to around town. I just got a, a ghost story from someone yesterday. Wow. But it was at work. So you can't share it. Gotcha. I'm going to have him share it when he comes on the show. Is this guy coming on the show in a couple of days? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Cool. That works out. We got some cool stuff in the works. We got an email recently. I sent some stickers to someone that uh, placed an order, James. And he said that he's, he sent an email, it took me a while to get back to him, but he was mentioning that he was going to be in Alaska, stationed in Alaska or whatever. And he'd love to, you know, come on and share a couple stories. And I was like, dude, are you kidding me? Hell yeah. And I was hoping, I was like, are you going to be at Jay Bear? Cause that's closer. You know, it's only like 30 minutes away from us or something like that. But I apparently said it was hundred something miles dead south of Fairbanks. So, but oh, that's he, closer he, to us then. Is it? Cause how, wait, how far away is Fairbanks? Isn't Fairbanks like six hours, six and a half hours? Yeah, something but- like that? A hundred miles south is closer to us. They have bases? I Whatever. I don't know anything about anything. That's fine. But yeah, so when, when he does come out in a couple months, I told him, I was like, yeah, uh, we will make a space for you, man. Let us know your dates. He's excited to drive out here and uh, share the story in studio. So we'll have an actual, it's been a long time since we've had in-studio guests and I miss it so much because they're such fun conversations. So awesome. I'm excited about that. And then a couple of days, we might have uh, one of your coworkers come in and talk about some other stuff. Also, I've had a couple people offer to be security when we make our trip down to Portlock. I like that because- And they have guns. Because I hold guns. Very weird. I hold guns like someone who's afraid it's going to shoot him at any point. These guys hold guns like they were in a war, which they were. Which they were. So yeah, yeah that checks out. <laughs> that checks out. Uh, this next one is called Goldie and the Sharp-Toothed Fairies. I like Not it the Sharp-Toothed Fairy. I need to clarify that. But anyway, she says, hello, I am Marlene's older sister. Shout out Marlene, one of the OGs. I am a new listener. She always talks about the podcast, and I started listening. I know Marlene has told you many stories, but I have a few of my own. I have seen and felt entities around me since I was a child. I've always had many dreams of my loved ones who have passed away, and unexplainably, I always dream of them younger that I would love to share one day. We'd love to hear that. It'd make a great time for, you know, Volume 3 of the Dreams is coming in the summer, Goldie. So if you want to be in that, send them in. We love the, the dreams. Dreams! That's a throwback to a show that nobody watched. When I was a child, I had to be around five and me and Marlene would sleep on the floor in my parents' room. I was always the last one to fall asleep. No matter where I slept, I was always the last one. I had insomnia now that I think about it. I was staring at the ceiling watching the fan. Then suddenly, these ugly looking fairies appeared and came down and just started staring at me like they were watching me. The one thing I can remember were their sharp teeth. I tried to scream and move, but I was frozen. The only thing I can move were my eyes. Suddenly they disappeared. I must have started screaming because I remember my parents giving me sugar. It was so freaky. It took me a long time to tell someone what happened and what I saw since I couldn't understand it myself. If Marlene hasn't told you, I'm the sister that sees ghosts. Well, Marlene, you've been keeping shit from us? Is that what I'm hearing right now? What the hell? I don't recall hearing this from Marlene. I thought we were close. Yeah, how long have we been blessing your fucking ear holes with this show and now we're finding this out from your sister? That's uh, unacceptable, to be honest with you. Scott's not really mad. He just is cussing a lot. I do cuss a lot and that's... Something I need to work on. Anyway, someone once told me ghosts choose for you to see them, and I believe it's true. I've seen many ghosts, but never faces. That makes it creepier. On the other hand, my oldest son has seen them entirely. He's even pointed out ghosts around our family by pictures of loved ones who have passed away. 
Well, thank you. I would love to share more. Hey, Goldie, you are more than welcome to share an entire Rolodex of stories. We love hearing these things, honestly. And uh, yeah, thanks so much for sending that in. I know it took me a while. I actually meant to get this story on Volume 5, but Volume 5 was already kind of packed out. And I was like, well, Volume 6 is right around the corner. And here we are. But uh, truly appreciate you taking the time to write that in. You might be our new favorite now that Marlene, we know Marlene's been holding out information on us, but I'm, I'm still in it for Marlene. Yeah. There you go, Marlene. Way to go. You're my favorite. I am? Thank you. No, not you. Marlene. Come at me, bro. Are we going to another story? Are we still talking? We're still talking about this. Okay. Just as a heads up, we might need to take a break after we're done talking about it. I see no reason why we have to do that. You took one last week. It's my turn. Yeah, but I really had to pee at that point. I have to pee really bad. Christian, there are bottles all over the... <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah, so what do you think about that story? I want to hear more. Yeah. It is fascinating when these things run in families. That is a fun correlation. I'm going to stay away from what a skeptic would normally say when you talk about something like that, only because I hate when skeptics are assholes like that. Yeah, we can't have that, huh? So my mother was a witch or my great grandmother was a witch. So I have these powers. That's what it kind of sounds like. Mm. In this case, you see dead people. Yeah. That is an interesting trait to pass down. Yeah. Not their faces, just the dead people. The no faces thing would scare the shit out of me though there's something inherently creepier about that than actually seeing faces but what if there's no faces because what we're seeing is maybe the spiritual soul of the person who has had many faces throughout eternity wow and I'm you worried. can take you can take the many faces throughout eternity however you want but i'm gonna take it right to the garbage where it belongs but you anyone else yeah why have, would have you you know what you don't want me to people that believe in reincarnation yeah we shouldn't shame them. They, I'm not shaming them. They've carried many faces in their lifetime. Yeah. And so maybe we're just not able to see that, but we can see the... You never the, thought maybe the faces were behind a paywall? Hmm? We are you in know the what? subscriber that is, content. Okay. That's, it's getting a little ridiculous, don't you think? You can't even see Ghost without like having your credit card on file. Yeah. For only two ninety nine a month, unlock this character's face. It's worth it. But it isn't. Yeah, isn't it fun? I usually never have the stupid theories. It's always you, but yeah. here I am presenting <laughs> one to you right there. I don't think all mine are stupid. You just call them that. I could get on board with that. Yeah. Anyway, let's move on to this next one while Christian goes B. All right. Uh, we are going to see. We've got a. Sorry. Wow. The level of unprofessionalism that I'm constantly met with from you is sickening, Chris. It's, it's not as bad as burping. I cut those out. And they're majestic, and don't deny them. Anyway. You're majestic, majestic for a hippopotamus. Yeah. Well, that works as well, Christian. Though I'd appreciate if you didn't call me a hippopotamus. I didn't mean it like that. Because it hurts. Anyway, uh, we got a few from Brenda, your old co co-worker. It's the Christian co-worker episode. You're welcome. You're welcome. Christian has worked with some weird folks, apparently. Cool, over the years. cool folks. Cool folks. Yeah, my bad. Just kidding, Brenda, you're, you're great. And we appreciate you sending all these stories in. I'm not sure if all, I have three in the, in the chamber right now. I'm not sure if all of them are going to make it. We'll see how time how we do on time. But I'm going to get through what I can. And if not, then guess who gets to be a part of Volume 7? That's right, Brenda, it's you. Anywho, this first one is from Brenda. As I mentioned moments ago, it's called My Haunted Family Home. Now, she gave a uh, address and a year to check Google Street View to see her sister on the side of the house with a weed whacker. What's, I'm, what street is it? It's in Visalia. Oh, okay, I don't know Visalia. Yeah. 
And so I'm not going to share the address because if this podcast blows up in the future, as we intend it to at some point, God fucking please. Um, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's fine. Uh, I don't want people to bombard whoever lives there now. And that's fine. Anyway, story goes, my three sisters and I, along with two adult nieces, had gathered for a sleepover. Damn it, this should have been the previous episode. <laughs> had gathered for a sleepover in our mom's house after she died. We were preparing to sell the house, and this night together was to divide up the personal belongings from both our mom and our grandma, who had lived there as well, but had passed away previously. The house was at the end of a block, across a narrow street on the backside of a large cemetery, Visalia Cemetery, the layout almost constituted a dead end, traffic-wise. There was no reason for anyone to drive or walk back there aside from deliveries to the few houses there. When Grandma brought the when Grandma bought the place, many asked if it frightened her to be by a cemetery. She shrugged and said, "Quiet neighbors." Classic. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, they weren't quiet. Our whole family had so many tales of voices, bumps, knockings, and more. Even some of our male family members who had come to work repairs who had come to work repairs on the house, always made sure they they were long gone before dark. Man, that makes me think we're like right down the street from a cemetery. What if we just got like wandering spirits around these parts? It sounds like there's always wandering spirits according to our stories. Okay. So on this night at the sleepover, we were taking turns choosing dolls from the collection. Are there? Yeah. Hey, you actually have. Our two nieces were helping to... People don't know this, but Christian loves buying dolls. Our two nieces were my helping... Mo- my mother had a lot of dolls that my sister and I now own. Oh, so the story changes now. Isn't that nice? Our two nieces were helping to package items and document who took what. We are an amicable family. There was no fighting over stuff. We all get along great. That's wholesome. And rare. What's that like? Yeah. My, my niece had just documented a pretty doll and put it back into its box when we all... Six adults heard a child laugh in the center of the room. No thanks. That stopped us in our tracks. My niece unpacked the doll she had just put away. She passed it around so we could all see that it was not a talking toy. Given the history and location of the house, none of us were pranksters. We'd heard a laugh. Another time in the same house, before she passed away of course, our mom was napping in the recliner. She felt a hand on her shoulder and it woke her. She heard a startled voice say, "Oh." As the hand retracted, mom said it was as if the ghost was startled to find mom there in the big chair. Mom had also heard steps moving very quickly across the living room floor toward the wall on the cemetery side. Her little dog chased the steps then stood barking at the wall. I heard knocking there myself one night. It was high on a wall near the ceiling. One knock, another, about five times, spaced apart in intervals. My sister who lived there with mom said she had heard that one several times as well. That's kind of creepy. I don't like knocks. I don't like ghost knocks. There's something creepy about it, and it doesn't sit right with me, damn it. That kind of makes sense. Knocks are annoying. What do you want? Yeah. No, thanks. That's pretty wild. Man, would you get a house by a cemetery? Yes. Then do it. Put your money where your mouth is, damn it. I will when I have some money. That's true. Yeah, you need money to put it where your mouth is. Yeah. Turns out. I think I would too. I, I don't know because I see shit. So I don't know if that's a solid choice for me. You know, I'm a couple streets over from one and that seems close enough. Maybe we just need to go out there at night. You know, when it warms up, we do take your cameras out there, take some pictures and I just got night vision right there, dude. Yeah. Use that. Use the regular settings, you know, time. What is it? Time lapse. Time lapse. Yeah. 
stuff like that. Maybe some recordings. Well, some long exposure stuff. Why not? You know, we're going to have to do that because we need to. That'll be we can video some of it. It'll be fun. Yeah, we get the cops called on us or something. They'll be like, what are you guys doing out here? Like, we're just two grown men looking for ghosts. OK, why don't you sit down or join us? You have a yeah. gun. Can we interview you about your ghost experiences? Yeah. Is your boyfriend a demon? Oh, we can't talk about that. You don't want the station to know you have a boyfriend. Wow. Weird turn. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of creepy. Laughing child ghost dolls. Brenda has some interesting stories. She, she must have had an, an interesting life growing up. It's interesting you say that. No. Yeah. Um, and she is, <laughs> yeah. she is an interesting person. Well, there you go. Yeah. All the boxes are checked for these situations. But yeah, I do enjoy these stories. We've got a handful of them from Brenda. They're all, they will be dope. They're pretty dope. Keep them coming. Seriously, yeah. I would probably leave the house if I hear a child's laughter after handling a doll. I'm. That's just maybe. That's just me. Maybe that's the type of person that I am. You know. I mean, we have our. We don't trust dolls. You just don't trust dolls," said my uncle, who lived in the valley in California. Classic. He said, "Never, never trust them dolls." But I don't think he was talking about dolls. Well. That's just the segue we needed into this next one, which is called Seattle Ghost Story. I was joking about the segue. That was a horrible was, transition. Yeah. It happened to me when I was, and this is also from Brenda, I should clarify. It happened to me when I was visiting Facebook friends in another state in about tw 2011. That's weird. I've never visited somebody that I met online. I think I have one person that I've met online that has flown out to meet me when I lived in Vegas. That's my buddy Josh Hudson over at Club Fantasy. Go subscribe on YouTube. Dope dude. Uh, actually, your daughter, technically. I met her on MySpace. Weirdo. And now we're married with a child. So two people, and both of them are still in my life. That tells me internet friends are kind of dope. So that's why we love you guys so much. What's MySpace? Exactly. <laughs> I love uh, MySpace was cool. I'm so glad they wiped MySpace, like when Justin Timberlake bought it, because the embarrassing amount of pictures of me in what is only referred to as an emo phase is uh well do you have an afi shirt no i wasn't a big afi guy an afi guy anyway okay from first to last though all day all day all day all day no it happened <laughs> it happened to me when i was visiting facebook friends in another state about 2011 it was our first meeting offline. They were a married couple with a teenage daughter. They took me to see their friend's bar slash gaming hall, place for food, drink, board games, etc. Not gambling. Christian, I know you got excited there for a second. I'm not very good at gambling. Um, the building was at least 100 years old. It's called Mox Boarding House. Nice. The owner took us to see that he had renovated a back room so he could expand the business. It was a large empty room with fresh paint, wallpaper, and carpet. We all stood just inside the door of this room talking. A young man, no older than 25, came in behind me, dressed in a mime outfit. Weird flex. Weird, weird flex. It made me think of the 1970s. I thought he worked for the bar. My back was actually close to the wall, so when the young man tried to squeeze behind me, I thought he was trying to avoid interrupting our conversation. I stepped forward, looking back over my shoulder. I said, oh, excuse me. My friend looked at me and said, what? There was no one behind me. I did not tell anyone there about it. Wow. What the... F Dude, that is... What, that, what? Can't even ask the mom questions either. Yeah, that's a... Uh, oops. What are you doing there? Why are you in a box? Once you talk to a spirit like that, they follow you for... Till you release them. 
It's the rules. Brenda, mm-hmm. you still have that person following you. Look behind you. Just kidding. What a weird, what a weird ghost to see. A mime ghost? Man. Stuff of nightmares. At least quiet. Yeah, that's true. Not as bad as a clown, but uh, well, close enough. No. A mime is like 16 rungs down the ladder. Clown is near the top, man. I don't know. Yeah, but a, a clown is like 10,032. So you take it 16 rungs and you're at like 10,016. 10, Ooh, I mathed. Wow. Well, congratulations on that one, man. I wasn't even trying to math. It just worked. Wow. I hate that you use it as a verb, but I think fine. it's funny. That's well, fine. Honestly. Let's people, do math. People, wow. The worst. Get out. <laughs> yeah, that is a wild story, Brenda. I wish you should, when you hear this, you should post about it in the Facebook group and give us your thoughts on it because that is, that is weird. And if you're not a part of that Facebook group, you're missing out because we're friends. We have, we have friends. Well, you don't think two grown men talking about ghosts can have friends on Facebook? Well, here we are. And we're doing it. And the people in that group are awesome. It's the best place I've ever been on Facebook. Yeah. And that's a pretty low threshold to begin with. But just the fact that it's a fun place to visit every day, multiple times a day is different than Facebook. You got memes. You got all kinds of fun stuff, stories. The whole gang in there is pretty dope. It's small enough right now so we can get, you know, nice and personal with a lot of people. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's fascinating to hear everybody talking to each other in the comments by name. Yeah, we're really building this cult. I mean, this, um, excuse me, this, this, anyway, this next story is from Brenda. It's a cult. Yeah, it is a cult. And it's the weirdest one that's ever been. The best one. The best. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to get into this next story. It's by Brenda again. And this is Brenda. I've never heard of her. Exactly. The final story for the episode. So we're closing out on this and it's called Unexplainable Door at Work. I don't want it to end. So send in in more stories. Send in more stories, guys. Christian doesn't want it to end and you guys like Christian from what I hear. So that's not what I heard this episode, but I know it's the best when it works out that way, but they genuinely do appreciate you. It's just that we've grown a community of roasting you collectively and I enjoy that. Thank you, Scott. It brings me great joy. Anyway, in the days before computers, I worked in the offices of a large moving shipping warehouse. It was summer when people move more than in winter. That is true. My desk was piled high with papers and so I was working late. I clocked out at midnight, fuck that, and my mom had come to pick me up. When I came out through the big glass double doors of the office to greet my mom, the doors did not lock behind me. I could not, in good conscience, leave the place with the door unlocked. I explained to my mom and I went back inside to find another human. Mom's car was only about 15 feet from the glass doors. The foyer lights were on. If anyone came by, she would notice them. The office was a two-story building, perhaps the size of three residential houses. There was not a soul there at midnight. I started upstairs where I worked. I jogged down the hallways, looking for an open door, just hoping to find someone who was still on duty. I didn't want to have to go out to the warehouse for the night watchman. It was dark and creepy out there. I moved downstairs and repeated the hallway jog, office check, nothing. Then. I went into the break room. It smelled awful in there. Someone had left a glass coffee pot sitting on the burner at the end of the day shift. Gross. It had been there perhaps seven hours. The coffee had evaporated into one solid black ash. I sat the pot in the sink, dry, as water would surely have broken it via thermoshock, and I turned off the heating element. This time, when I went out front to my mom, the office doors locked behind me. Someone or something seems to have been watching over the business that night. Interesting. Hmm. That does seem like a weird human element. Well, spiritual, I don't know, guardian or what would you call it? 
Watchmen. I like that. I like the sound of Watchmen. Watcher. Oh, that sounds creepy, but yeah. Brenda needs to take up tarot cards or something. Wow. Because she seems to have a connection. That is the weirdest thing that you could suggest to anyone on this podcast. Well, hey, hey Brenda, while you're at it, why don't you go down to Toys R Us, if they exist still, they don't, and you don't pick have to yourself to, up a you Ouija board while you're you at it. You can order it on Amazon. That's very true. Yeah, right to your door. Bring the devil right to your door. You like that? You like Satan? Huh? It's maybe not Satan. If it's the Ouija board, it's Zozo. That's true. Yeah, I finally actually emailed my, well, I haven't emailed me yet, but I did get the stories for Belief Hole, finally. After nice. two years of them asking for the story, I was like, hey, I finally recorded it for you guys. Good job. I don't know why. Oh, it was because you said Zozo, and that triggered my recent memories of knowing that I did that. But that's that's fine. Beside the point, Brenda, fantastic stories. Actually, everyone in this episode, hey, spoiler alert, fantastic stories. You did it. You guys really came in clutch for us. I wasn't too impressed with that one story where the person was like, I'm too skeptical. And so I'm it a seems jackass. like you're skeptical of that last sentence, which in turn actually kind of solidifies it, if I can say that. Whatever you believers want to believe. And whatever you skepticers want a skeptic. I don't I don't judge believers. Well you most certainly do, but that's fine, honestly. I mean that's what you do and that's what people come here for. They say, hey, I love ghost stories, but I want to hear someone talk shit about them as well. Okay? I don't want to just have a spooky ghost time. I want to have someone talking shit about it. That's me. And if you love dry humor and nonsensical soundboards and resident skeptics, then this is the place for you. And if this is the place for you, then you need to rate the show five stars, damn it. What are you doing with your life? Get over there. It takes five seconds. Whatever you're doing, it takes five seconds. Just hit that five star. If you want to leave a comment in there and say, hey, Scott is really attractive for radio, I, that would be fine too. Honestly, whatever you want to do, say whatever you want. I will, at this point, I will do anything. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going to get weird with it. I'm not, this is the show for that, but it's also not the show for that. And with that, let's close her out, huh? Let's close her out. Christian, was there a highlight story that you enjoyed the most? No. <laughs> I hated them all. No. Uh, um, they were all really good stories. They so were. So it's hard to pick one. And since there are loyal listeners... They're like your children. You're like, I I have no favorites. I love you all. Exactly. 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 I have a favorite, but I'm not going to tell you guys. You have to guess. Just kidding. You'll just know when you get, when you see the will. Yeah. When the time is right, I'll strike. Just kidding. That's not going to happen. Government, go away. It's fine. Anyway, follow us on social media at Freaky Deaky Pod. If you want your story shared in volume seven of Freaky Listener Stories, which obviously you do after hearing the first six, you're like, hey, it's my time. It's daddy's time now. Send it into the gang at thefreakydeaky.com. We love to hear from you guys. And there's nothing better than listener stories from our loyal listeners. You guys are the best. You keep the lights on here in Freak Nation. And subscribe on YouTube. Do it. And also check the website. If it looks new, tell us about it. If it doesn't, then it's still in the works. Share it with your friends. That's true. Do that. I'm trying to work in some fun stuff with the website too, like put Easter eggs and shit in it. I want, I'm known for Easter eggs. I want to just drop as many weird Easter eggs and like shit like that as I can. Like what I did on Tony's website with the 404 page, funniest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> so go to the confessionals.com slash write whatever and just hit enter and see what it says. Beside the point, I'll probably do the same thing with ours. But anyway, I have nothing else to say except check the show notes click that kickstarter link for hazy del press get yourself one of these plushies mothman looks amazing the nessie looks amazing and both are going to look amazing in this studio and if you get there in the the early bird specials guess what you get enamel pins you get bonus stuff all the same and it's better than waiting for the actual release of this stuff i know this is someone that has supported many a kickstarter 
It's a good time. Be a cool kid. Yeah. Have, have have the merch before anybody else. That's right. Speaking yeah. of merch, thefreakydiki.com. It's there as well. But I'm going to update all that. So if you if you have your heart set on any of the designs on the website, I'm probably going to be revamping the entire thing, which means most of them might not come with, which means we might be starting fresh. So get them while you can. In the meantime, we'll see you right back here next week where we will be talking about some other stuff that is also freaky because that's the content of this show and you know that. So goodbye.